What's up, mortals? This is also Miss Some Monsters, here to learn you a thing or two. St. Patrick's Day is only a few days away, so I figured I'd do some Irish folklore in this episode. There are no leprechauns, and nobody gets super drunk, so it won't immediately come off as Irish, but trust me, it still is. In this episode, I'll be telling the story of clumsy Ursula and her frustratingly good luck. It was once a poor widow who had a daughter named Ursula. Although Ursula was incredibly beautiful, she was also incredibly cum- clumsy. Any kind of chore she attempted just seemed to fall apart in her hands. The mother was just about the most industrious person in the town and wanted her daughter to be just as capable so that she could find a good husband. Which, I mean, if she's as hot as, she, as it says she is, she'll probably be fine. One morning, Ursula was trying her hand at spinning and managed to tangle the thread and break the wheel. Everything was on fire. She was really bad at things. The mother gave her a good scolding for being so incompetent when a man riding a horse pulls up to the scene. The man just so happened to be the prince himself. He says, Surely you must have such a terrible child to scold them so loudly, but it can't possibly be this dime piece who pissed you off. She's too hot for that. I told you she would be fine. The mother knew the prince was looking for a wife, so she decided to upsell her daughter a little. Oh no, your majesty, of course not. Good looks directly translate to being good at skilled labor. Everyone knows that. I was only checking on her because she works herself too hard. She can spin three pounds of flax in a day, weave it into linen the next, and then turn it all into shirts the day after. At which Ursula is like, what the hell is she talking about? Holy cow, says the prince. What, that's the exact kind of girl that will please my mother. She's the greatest spinner in the kingdom. She's always pushing me to find a wife with annoying things like competence and personality instead of important things like big tits and DSL. If your daughter has all of that, then I'm happy to introduce her to my mother, and maybe we'll be married within the week. The woman bundles Ursula into her bonnet and cloak and just tosses her up onto the horse with the prince. Usually parents get this adrenaline-boosted strength when saving their child's life. You know, like a mom like lifts a car over off of her kid. Not necessarily when selling their kids off to royalty, but this lady has her priorities in order. The prince and Ursula ride back to the castle together, and they actually get along really well. Ursula enjoys the prince's company so much that she straight up forgets that their hour-long relationship is built entirely on lies. When they arrive at the castle, the queen comes out to greet her son, and is surprised to see some random country girl sitting on the horse with him. She's a mother, nobody will ever be good enough for her son, yada yada yada. When the queen sees the girl's pretty face and hears all about, hears all about her made-up spinning abilities, she's a little more accepting. Ursula is practically shit in her pants because of the whole not being able to do any chores without setting everything on fire problem that she has. The prince whispers in her ear that if she plans to be his wife, then she will have to please his mother. And Ursula gives a wobbly curtsy because she is quite literally shaking in her boots. That night, they all dined together. The prince and Ursula were getting closer and closer. I guess, you know, as close as you can get to a person you literally just met that day. The thought of spinning still made her shiver. Ursula knew at some point she would probably be asked to show off her alleged amazing skills. After dinner, the queen led Ursula to a nice bedroom with a big pile of flax in the corner and told her, You can start whenever you want tomorrow morning, but I expect three pounds of thread by the end of the day. Ursula didn't sleep well that night. She didn't know the punishment for lying right to the prince's face, but she imagined it probably rhymed with Mexecution. The next morning, she wasn't feeling much better. She tried to do some spinning, but broke the flax every time she touched it. Short of some miracle, it wasn't going to happen. Speaking of miracles, a mysterious old woman with giant feet randomly shows up in her room for no reason and asks her what's wrong. 
Ursula is so frustrated with not being able to spin that she just glosses over how this person managed to get into her room. Ursula explains her situation to the old woman. Her mother tried to pawn her off on the prince by saying she was real good at stuff that she was real bad at. There was no way she was going to suddenly stop sucking at spinning, turn all the flax into thread, and not burn down the castle in the process. The old woman responds, Well, would you think it's so bad to ask poor Koliak Koshmore to your wedding with the prince? And Ursula answers, What? Who is that? Are you Goliath Koshmore? How does any of this have to do with my situation? And Koliak Koshmore promises to make all three pounds of flax into thread if Ursula would only invite her to the wedding. Ursula, of course, agrees. How can she turn down an offer like that? Not only is it her only hope, but also she's not going to be paying for the wedding, so who cares if you had an extra plate? Koliak Kushmore tells her to leave the room, and it'll all be done by the next morning. Ursula goes to bed and wakes up to find all the work done. Queen comes in and is thoroughly impressed. The queen tells Ursula to take the rest of the day off. Work and rest, work and rest. Working two days in a row is for the poors, after all. It's very unqueenly. But the queen does expect Ursula to weave all of the thread on the following day. Ursula spends her day off bonding with the prince and trying not to worry about the impossible task ahead of her. She goes to bed that night and wakes up the next morning just staring at pounds of spun flax, wondering what the hell she's supposed to do with it. A new mysterious old woman just randomly appears in her room. The last one had giant feet, but this one has super wide hips and an absolute dump truck ass. Like, I'm talking Mrs. Incredible. Dexter's mom. That redhead from the inner workings Disney short. They didn't have to draw her like that. Nobody asked them to, but they did it anyway. Her name is Koliak Kronomor, which is actually less important to the story than how big this woman's booty is. She gives Ursula the same deal as the previous one. As long as she's invited to the wedding, she'll do all the work. So of course Ursula agrees it worked out pretty good the first time. She goes to bed while Big Booty Judy gets to weaving. The next morning, Ursula finds all of the spun flax woven into thread, and the queen is super impressed again. Tells Ursula her philosophy on not working every day like the poors do, and she suggests she take the day off. The queen, however, does expect Ursula to sew the fine thread into shirts and present it to the prince as a wedding gift. If she can do this, then she gets the queen's full blessing to marry the prince. Ursula is equal parts excitement and dread. She's so close to getting that ring on her finger, but is also a single night without a mysterious old woman to save her from being discovered. So she spends the day getting to know the prince as well as the lord and ladies of the court. Then she goes to bed and in the morning is stuck staring at a pile of thread that she has no idea how to handle. She can't thread a needle. She can't do any stitch. She doesn't even want to risk putting up with the, uh, picking up the scissors. She's screwed. Until an old woman with big honking nose called named Koliak Shranmor Rua, magically appears in her room, offering to make all of the shirts for her in an exchange for her being invited to the wedding. Now, the names are just getting silly. Who are these women that not only know that Ursula's marriage hinges on these tasks being completed, but can also just, like, pop in wherever the hell they want? Why do they even need an invitation? They got into the castle fine on their own. They got into the princess-to-be's room on their own. Like, they want a formal invite... They don't want a wedding crash, even though they'd be fully capable of it. So the following morning, the queen sees the shirt that Ursula allegedly made and loves it, and thinks that this is finally a fitting woman for her son. She tells Ursula that now that she knows of her skills, she can't wait to spin and weave and sew with her all the time, and Ursula promptly shits a brick. I don't know what she was expecting. She's literally trying to impress a woman whose favorite thing is weaving, and she thought that she'd never do it again after the first time. 
Ursula better pray for an army of mysterious old women. She can't back out now. She's in way too deep. She actually really likes the prince and his money. So the day of the wedding comes, and everyone is celebrating, and the courier runs in to ask Ursula about her aunt, Kolya Kushmore, and if she's allowed inside. Ursula nods yes, and the prince declares that any family of hers is welcome at their wedding, of course. So the old woman comes waddling in with her giant foot and or feet. I'm not sure. It started out as feet, but then the story switched to just one foot. She's either got one or two oversized feats. The queen, who apparently has no manners, runs over and asks her, Why is your foot and or feet so big? The old woman replied that she spends all day standing at the spinning wheel, and that's the reason for the swelling. The prince makes declaration that his wife will never go near a spinning wheel again. He doesn't want to be married to a Sasquatch, completely ignoring the fact that his mother's feet are fine and does spinning as well. Next, the courier comes in and asks about Ursula's aunt, Kolya Cronomore. And if she may be allowed in. Ursula nods approval and the second old woman is invited to join the celebrations. This is the one with the bodacious backside. The queen goes over and asks how the woman got such a fat ass. The actual words she used were, May I ask, madam, why you're so hot, wide halfway between the head and the feet, which sounds a lot meaner. She tells the queen that's because she spends so much time sitting down at a loom. The prince stands up and declares that his new wife shall never weave again in her life. Which is, like, all kinds of ridiculous. Like, not even a little weaving. Like, this woman's dragging a wagon. She walks in the room and her butt walks in a few minutes later. And she gave you the secret to her power. The magic formula for getting a ghetto booty in Ireland, of all places. You don't want your wife to have any part of it. Just flat as a board or nothing. I can understand not wanting the swollen feet and nose. I know I didn't get to the nose one yet. But, like, this story follows a pattern. If you haven't picked up on it yet, I can't help you. But dude doesn't even want, like, a little bubble. Is she not allowed to squat either? No carbs? Nothing that might plump the tuchus up a little bit? Ursula's happy about it, because she doesn't know how to do any of these things anyway. Getting back into the story, I'm sure you're all waiting with bated breath to see what happens with the third woman. Cordia comes and says her ridiculous name, Koliak Morua, and Ursula's like, yeah, that's my aunt. My mom's three sisters who all have ridiculously large body parts for some reason. And the big-nosed woman comes in, takes a seat, and the queen can't help herself, so she goes over and asks why her nose is so big. The woman explains that she spends all her time sewing, so she's always spent over, and all the blood rushed into her nose. Chivalrous Prince stands up so selflessly to protect his wife's figure again, regardless of her wishes, and declares that his wife shall never again sew anything forever. His actual words are, If I ever see a needle in your hand, I'll run a hundred miles from you. Which, to me, sounds like the prince is saying that at the first sign of Ursula becoming even slightly less attractive in his eyes, he's out of there. Seems like a real winner, this guy. So if I was the three old women, I would take so much offense to the prince standing up and making demands to make sure that his wife doesn't look anything like me. If I was the queen, I'd be pissed off at the prince because you can only assume that he sees the changes happening in his mother as well since she spends all of her time spinning and weaving and sewing. But above all else, how about Ursula, who's being banned from things just so her body will stay the way the prince wants it to be? She's probably too thankful for all the bullets she's dodging just to even be paying attention. She'll have to reevaluate when she puts on a few pounds and the prince starts declaring that she can never have desserts again. The story says they stay happily married, but I'm skeptical. Like, as happy as you can be in a marriage where your partner only sees value in your body. Well, that's it for the episode. Hope you enjoyed. Like and subscribe and whatnot. 
If you have any suggestions for future stories, leave them in the comments. I'm going to see, I'm going to go see if my wife has an interest in weaving. <laughs>